0: French
1: Podcast. French France Podcast. Welcome to the show. We're just a couple of friends inside a refrigerator. Friends in the fridge. Fridge Friends Podcast. This thing started. Cool. Hello and welcome to the Fridge Friends Podcast. I'm your host Jake Martin, and I'm excited to announce our guest for this evening is none other than Nick Jensen, Boise Comedian. How you doing? And uh, I haven't seen Nick in a little while. The, the last guest on the show we've seen at an a open mic getting heckled. Uh, but when's the last time uh, we saw each
0: other, Nick? I think it was uh, that mic. Uh, uh, no, Uh. you went to, it was the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Oh, at the open yeah. mic there. Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Now it's cool, because either they uh, have the DJ tape yet, send you a tape. Uh, Yeah. Did you get in on that?
0: Yeah, it's a really huge file. Oh, that's not the last time I saw you. Because we did that, and then it must have been, did I do Craft Brewers again? I don't know. No, Edge. Edge Brewery. Oh, okay, yeah. That was the last time. Nate Ford's Mike, Edge Brewers on Sundays. Because I remember... I just remember you recorded that one for me and that's right I, they they recorded it. At okay. Anyways.
1: Okay. Uh so how things been? How things been going for you?
0: Pretty busy, which is why I haven't been able to get to as many mics as I've been wanting to, but uh now uh we have too many people at work. So it's Probably not gonna be that big of a problem going forward.
1: Yeah, overstaffed, then uh, you might not be uh, slammed with as much hours. Get to do some jokes.
0: Yeah, you know, and it was really—it wasn't even that I was getting too many hours. It was more that I wasn't—I was getting the uh, I wasn't getting the hours at the times I needed. Yeah. Because it'd be like they would need me most at nights, because like when we didn't have anybody. It was like if they only had somebody during one part of the day, like they'd go with the night. Yeah, restaurant so
1: industry is always busy at nights, but yeah. so is comedy.
0: Yeah, oh. so I'm pretty freed up on that now, so nice. I'm hoping to make at least a couple this week yeah. is my goal.
1: I, uh, I also have been doing the old day job deal, so now I'm going to a little bit less mics, but... I still, like my goals to always do at least three, which sounds stupid to people who live in a big city, but in Boise, that's kind of like a fucking, a good, a good goal, I feel like, to do three sets a week, uh, open mics, and now, we have the ability to do two in one night, if Wednesday's one of those nights, so that's nice, shout out to Craft Brewers of Boise, Caden McKnight hosting that one, and then Lounge at the, end of the Universe has their mic perfectly set up to where afterwards the comics can go there and do, uh, sets on their stage, so that's been pretty nice, uh, I did, got to do four sets this week, but I'm always trying to do three, so if I do Wednesday and one other night, then you only have to have two nights, yeah, but you still get to do three sets, which yeah. is cool for Boise, it's not like LA where you could do five sets in one night,
0: yeah, that's the best part about starting in Boise, you know, it's yeah, places like L.A., it is just about impossible to get stage time, uh, you know. Here, it, it's easy, you know. If you want stage time, it's out there.
1: I But I heard the opportunity for mics is there's a shit ton more. In, in I hear places, that, too. Yeah. yeah. But.
0: Yeah. But uh, I also hear you got to email ahead of time and yeah, try yeah. to get on the list. And I hear a lot of times you still get bumped anyways, you Probably know. A lot
1: more networking and yeah different in, opportunities
0: different uh, that's why uh, i'm pretty glad to start in boise you know just so i can get some practice yeah you know without having, well, a, like you said, you're without having, having to fight time. for it yeah
1: that's cool and uh you're not from boise though uh i met you when you started doing comedy but you moved here from utah right is that where you're born
0: yeah or? i'm no i'm from new plymouth i grew up in new plymouth Okay. So, uh, which is 45 minutes or so north of here. Okay. Um, north so of Boise. So you were born in Idaho. Yeah. No, actually, no. I was born in Wyoming, but we moved to Idaho when I was four. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I so I wasn't you really born
1: have in memory of Wyoming just first shift, okay? Yeah,
0: I remember <laughs> a house and a gigantic cat that probably wasn't as big as it was in my memory. So um, I remember it being the size of a large Rottweiler. Yeah. You know, so as, that's probably not accurate. Hey,
1: maybe, Maybe it was a fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
0: that's my memory of Wyoming, so.
1: Okay. And then, so you moved to Idaho, four years old. Uh, what brought you back to Utah?
0: Um, my dad and I decided to open a restaurant. Okay. Because um, we've always ran restaurants. That's what my family's always done. Um, We've had some failures and some real big successes, mainly... Uh uh one chain that we had opened up and we sold it off yeah so that we could open up a new one in uh in Utah okay um, the reason Fresh we did that idea yeah a start. well yeah cuz by that time my uncle had bought into it quite a bit you know and so we just decided to sell the rest of it off to him mm-hmm. and start over by ourselves have
1: your own thing yeah
0: it didn't work out <laughs> um, um we we made it about 2 years but then I stayed in Utah anyways um i got yeah, for the restaurant a, yeah got a job at a couple different places and started managing
1: still working in the industry
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and uh that one that didn't go very well uh, i did not enjoy management yeah um,
1: especially restaurant management that's what my wife does yeah yeah it's, it's uh, an asshole for sure <laughs> yeah got to deal with everyone's personal schedules and there's a lot of entry-level people who don't really know how to uh work with management or work with a crew and you got to train everyone you got to make sure that all the shifts are covered even when you're not there so getting a day off is rough yeah she's yeah. uh she's been in, a, in the restaurant industry uh, her whole life too so yeah i've, uh, I've been around it. it's like when your when your spouse is a shoemaker you might not be able to make the shoes but you know what all the parts are called
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely <laughs> much
1: better cooked than me, but yeah. I could uh, I could tell you how to run a line <laughs> <Yeah>. vicariously. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, if I only, to. I worked in
1: kitchens a little bit but uh I I switched to doing carpentry real young and just kinda stuck with it to get better yeah. and better at uh pretending like I'm Jesus, you know.
0: It would be interesting to have a have kind of a game show where a guy like you with a moderate knowledge of how kitchens run has to run the kitchen. See how that goes?
1: Yeah. As opposed to, like, somebody who knows nothing about it and then a pro.
0: Yeah, you know, and then just to see how big of a disaster it would be or if you, if you could pull it off.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I also am not a big fan of management, though, because, like I said, I do carpentry, but I've been in like yeah. a lot of different levels of it. Yeah. And I worked for a commercial framing company before where I had to manage a crew. And it was, like, my least fucking favorite job that I've ever had in the industry yeah. because I wasn't just dealing with quality of my work someone else builds some shit wrong then i gotta get yelled at for it and explain to this guy why that guy should have known not to build that shit like that yeah <laughs> you know, like.
0: yeah it's uh i i don't like management and i don't ever want to do it again Yeah, yeah.
1: So. there's money there though but money's yeah on everything
0: yeah it, well it was uh i wasn't uh i wasn't doing well with it so like I mean, I was stress. good at it, but, like, I wasn't handling the stress at all. Like, my body was breaking down. Like, my dark circles under my eyes every
1: day. and Yeah. yeah. So then what brought you uh, to Idaho, then, just being done with restaurants there? Or?
0: I wanted to come home. Okay. I was pretty sick by the yeah. time we left. Yeah. And, and I, I know, just, yeah.
1: I know from your comedy a little about that, though, but I I haven't heard the whole story, and I know you're the listeners have no idea what we're talking about yeah so you had okay, a yeah. with some pretty severe sickness let's fucking dive into that a little
0: so i didn't know i mean i kind of knew at the time but uh so but i had cancer i had time. testicular cancer Ooh. um and so uh that was uh contributing a lot to my uh my illness there why i was getting so sick all the
1: time Cancer. Okay,
0: yeah. Um, and we, so we left California and again, at this time I didn't know about the cancer. Um, I should have known from the, uh, considering that one was twice the size of the other and not round at all. Uh, you <laughs> um, you had an extra, but I had it checked out once and the doctor didn't seem to be worried about it. And I, I was already in denial myself. So I, I just wrote that.
1: He's like, Yeah, hey, someone kicked you in the nuts
0: like i can't remember what he said but he just wasn't worried about it at all and i was like i guess if he's not worried about it it's probably it's probably just some weird growth thing oh, but anyways uh finally uh, it was getting about a year after we got back to idaho maybe uh it was hurting yeah and I so i was like this it's time i gotta stop i need to know what's going on with this yeah. and when the doctor saw it he was like pretty much like like i can tell you that's probably cancer <laughs> he says oh, but damn. either way it's gotta go like because he showed me the x-ray yeah and it was just black Ooh, it was damn. huge and black uh, he was like even if that's not cancer that's gotta go
1: well i guess there's an upside to that i mean if you if your duck grows twice the size of your other duck then it gets all all deformed and everything and you kept it for as long as you did by the time they finally get rid of that thing you're probably glad to see it go. Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. Like, yeah, like, like, it get was. this thing the fuck out of here. It's yeah.
0: <laughs> like I'm still weird about like I like I'll go like, cuz I used to I was in denial about it. So, yeah. I didn't like to think about it. It's kind of where I got well, to. Well, yeah, cancer terrified me. Yeah. So if I was, you know, in that area, I would just avoid touching it, right? Yeah. I still do that. Like, uh, even though everything's fine. It's like a ghost testable. Like, I check the other one because I've learned my lesson, right? Yeah. But it's only, like, when I'm actively checking it. Yeah. Um, if I'm on autopilot, I just avoid it like the plague. I will not uh, come into contact with it.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I do the same thing with my head. I've had a lot of fucking head injuries, so I have all these dents and uh yeah you can set that on the, on the floor too if you want yeah, i just fucking, i ash on the floor right here too oh, okay because well. it's just concrete and then i'll fucking i'll dust bust through it damn bro that's the second time i'm gonna have to mm. fix that i never had <laughs> even, I never had even <laughs> do that before I, i'm banking some podcasts so i had a uh, gram on right before you yeah and he fucking smacked his head on there i, I think it was him yeah smacked his head on there he goes Man, you gotta do something about this. And I'm like, that's the tenth show. No one's ever done that. And then yeah. two times back to back. It's time to fucking change up the fridge a little. Uh, for those of you just listening, boy Nick hit his head on a fucking two by four. I got right behind the couch. It's a design flaw. It looks nice. It's got some bandanas on it, but that probably felt like a fucking football tackle. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt a little. Yeah. I've. Uh, You're a cancer survivor. Yeah, though, yeah. So.
0: I've been hitting the head a few times, so.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's I've what had, i was talking about. I've had a couple I avoid concussions. i touching my head for the same thing you're talking oh, about. Because yeah. I've had all these head injuries. I had my head stapled up oh, in yeah. the back. Oh I have dents in my head. I have a, a bullet hole tattoo over this big scar on my head here. Because I can't grow any hair there. 'Cause I got my fucking scar. So if I put my hand on my head, I immediately feel all these fucking bumps and yeah. caverns and stuff. So I just avoid doing it. You know, like if you've ever seen you ever see me touching my head, I do scratch it because i don't like to lay my hand on my head because that eerie feeling the same thing probably with uh your past injury that you're like i just don't even want to feel what it would be like you know
0: you when you're saying that uh so i have when uh so i went to uh to cottonwood and i'm gonna assume that people listening don't know what cottonwood is but it is a uh short-term rehab type prison in Idaho. In Idaho.
1: Idaho Correctional Facility. Yeah. Um North a, Idaho Correctional North facility.
0: Northern Idaho Correctional <laughs> Institution. <laughs> oh, okay, institution. Yeah. yeah. You Got me the nickname. Or I don't know. It's probably that. Yeah. It's, but, uh,
1: <laughs> it's a it's a prison. But one of the things they uh, Idaho.
0: <laughs> One of the things they make you do up there is you have to shave your head. Um, not bald, but like real short. Fight Club style. And I, know, I, like yeah.
1: a monkey being shot in the face.
0: And I figured if I were going to shave my head anyways, I wanted to see what it looked like if I bicked it. And I found out I can't do that <laughs> because I have a dent in my head. Oh. And I think it was from when I got a 2x4 dropped on it when I was yeah. a kid. Damn. But uh, they called me Saddlehead. Because <laughs> if you looked at it from a profile view, it looked like a saddle. Like, you could see where... I don't know if that's the natural shape of my head or if it was from that two x four. Uh, but yeah, I discovered that man, at eighteen I, years old.
1: I feel like aside from the fucking dents, I got a pretty weird shaped head myself. Like it it's kinda bigger at the top and then swindles down. Yeah. And I was just discussing this with my wife the other day 'cause we're going through all these old pictures of my family. Uh, I've got pictures like my great grandparents and stuff. And I'm looking at this one guy. He actually painted this fucking, this picture up here in the early 1900s I have. Uh, that's what San Francisco looked like to him. Yeah. Uh, my great-grandpa oh, McCoy, yeah. he's no longer with us, but he was born in the year 1900. Uh, and I was looking at a picture of him, and I'm like, maybe that's where I get my fucking weird-ass shaped head from. <laughs> he's got the little fucking Mega Man head. Uh, but it's cool, too, to look at that, because that's an uh, artwork and obviously from the, the painting I'm uh, I'm into art myself. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I got a I have
0: a big head. And I know this because nobody's hats fit me. Oh, you got to get the snapback yeah. only, huh? Like I I got to, yeah, like so if like if you have a snapback and I put on your hat, on you. it'll, <laughs> it'll give me a headache. It will hurt. Yeah, like, yeah. I have to loosen it up.
1: It's like wearing yeah. a tight belt around your temples. <laughs> yeah, and so
0: if it's like a one size fits all hat, that's not true. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't fit me.
1: Yeah, try on that that hat right behind you. Let's see. One right. size fits all. I guarantee will not fit. Uh, I got that hat. Uh, the reason why it's on display in here, cause shout out Eugene Basham of the Lounge of the, the Universe. He gave me that hat. He's my boy. Uh, it's got Goku on it. Fucking Super Saiyan. How's it fit? Headache. A little tight. No, it takes <laughs> a little bit. Like I don't immediately have a headache,
0: but like I'll wear it. Like if I'm if I'm wearing it all day, like it's uncomfortable.
1: Like yeah. it hurts. Like the only reason I like said it still hurt that It hurts a little bit already. It's because it says right on the inside, universal one size fits all. <laughs> the stretchy ones. I was like, let's put the tail to the test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To have one in a yeah, see, like,
0: if I was going to wear this for an hour, like, I'd be like, no, nah, dude, I gotta, I gotta, it's It not does
1: kind of look. look like you're fucking bunched in there a little. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, and my, uh, if my hair's grown out a lot, because it doesn't grow long, it yeah. grows into an afro, so if I haven't oh, okay. cut it,
1: that doesn't help the situation at all. Yeah. Kind of just pushes it down onto your head. And yep. It's always a rough one. Uh... Yeah, you can just toss that back up where you got it. Yeah. Careful of those flutes, though. Yes. The old handmade Mexican flutes. Gotta love them. There we go. Uh. So, you, uh, you've done some traveling for, uh, for how, you know, how old you are in life. Living in, uh, Utah, California, Idaho, uh being born in Wyoming but what I'm most interested in is you said you came back to Idaho to come home but also I know from being your friend your starts in comedy that you kind of had the bug before you got here right
0: yeah yeah so I had the bug probably when I was 19 maybe 20 was when I started thinking about it I kind of started writing a routine and I couldn't tell you what was on that routine Uh because it just kind of it was always one of those things that like i just wanted to try for fun you know like i didn't think i could succeed you know
1: musterings of wanting to do stand-up comedy but
0: you know when you do something like stand-up it is always fun to kind of think about like you know what if i like what if i made it to netflix you know i mean that wasn't a thing at the time you
1: know but yeah i mean when you're 19 i'm sure they were sending netflix in the mail
0: Oh, that wasn't a thing yet. Oh, okay. How yeah. old are you? I'm 37.
1: 37. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when you're 19, they just came out the DVD. It w- yeah, it was getting pretty close, <laughs>
0: but it was pretty close. It wasn't too long after that, because okay. uh, I'm pretty sure Netflix was a thing when I got married, and I got married at 23.
1: Okay. Well, what? Uh...
0: But yeah, it was DVDs only. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. at that time
1: too. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of. A lot of comedians that had a completely different voice at that period of time because the whole business was based around TV, you know, and yeah. trying to get those deals because the only way you're getting a DVD is if you're on HBO or you're on Comedy Central and they shoot a special and you can get the DVD recording and sell it off to them. Uh, what uh, What were your favorite fucking comedians back then in the 90s when you were 19 fucking getting ready to start stuff right.
0: up? A lot of them I was watching a lot of Comedy Central presents at the okay, time. Okay, yeah, that's was so hot every night, There know? was yeah, so there was there was uh there was so many names back then, but like I still had some favorites that kind of turned into a big thing after that. Yeah, when you get like, half uh, hours. On like that? Jim Gaffigan back when he used to swear. I I, I remember that shit. Yeah, classy um, before he went clean. Yeah, before um, Gaffigan
1: was Hot Pockets. Yeah. He used to swear on Comedy Central after dark. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep um yeah he's got his whole story when he figured out he didn't have to do it like that and he didn't want to so he didn't anymore you know but back back in the day yeah yeah he did it just like everybody else well now he's clean Um, as a whistle yeah i remember seeing kevin hart before anybody knew knew who he he was yeah Yeah, like you know like maybe a little bit of a name but like if you didn't know stand-up comedy you wouldn't know who he was you know yeah like Um, dave Chappelle. You know, yeah.
1: Before he got Chappelle Show. Yeah.
0: Uh, and
1: avid comedians knew him as a fucking legend. Yeah. But Chappelle Show was his premiere to the world.
0: That was going to be my next one because he's always been like.
1: Oh, yeah. Like
0: up up top for me. Like, he's always been my favorite. Like, yeah. And Chappelle Show was the shit, and it's a shame it didn't go on a lot longer than it did.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean. When you hear him talk about it though, he's yeah. like, "I was over it because it was becoming something I didn't want to be." Yeah, you know, but and it's cool that the way he left and everything that they didn't like redo the show with someone else, you know? What I mean? Yeah, they kind of did in a way with different shows that were biting off his style or whatever. Yeah, but it wasn't like uh, never like, watched. Have, yeah. This is not happening. I have not. Oh, dude, check that shit out. It's uh, this is not happening. It's on YouTube, uh, but it used to be a Comedy Central show. Maybe it's still on Comedy Central. I don't fucking know. I just YouTube shit, right? But <laughs> uh, Ari Shafir was the host of it. Nice. Okay? And it's comedians telling stories. That's the premise of the, so- the show is comedians telling true stories. He made a joke, as Ari does, about somebody's death the day they died because that's what Ari likes to do. So this particular day, it was a helicopter accident. And <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently that shit didn't go over too well with mm. Los Angeles fans that he was joking about mm. uh, said helicopter accident. So he got canceled off that show as the host. But not only was he the host, he created the idea of it, the premise, everything. It was his show. His Ari Shafir's Chappelle show was this Not Happening. He didn't have a show before that, that he created the idea for and everything. They still have that show. It's still a good show. It's hosted by Roy Jones Jr., Right, right. I check it out. I'm glad I they I didn't it. do that with Chappelle's show, though, is yeah. why I'm making the comparison. Because if they had took, uh, like, Carlos Mencia got mind of Mencia similar time to the end of the Chappelle show, right? If they would have yeah. said the Mencia show and then, like, snowballed off of his creation and tried to do the same sketches but with a different comic it would have tarnished the legacy of it. Just like The Man Show. You ever watch The Man Show? Oh, I the loved 90s? The Man Show. Yeah. yeah. I love The Man Show, right? But they kept switching the hosts to the point yeah. where it's I, like, it's almost like a, your favorite band. You know what I mean? Yeah. You switch the fucking guitar player out, and then the next year you switch out the lead singer, and then by the end of the fucking 10 years of being a fan, <laughs> it's just the same guy playing the drums? That's not even the same yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. No, uh, yeah, I like because uh, I remember Joe Rogan and St- Doug Stanhope took over. Yeah, and I love both of them, but I don't know. I I just I wasn't into it as much anymore. I'd fallen too much in love with uh yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam and, Carolla. Yeah, Carola. Like it had become that's what it was for me, and it just wasn't. So yeah, like yeah, I whenever if they if you're gonna lose the hosts, like just just start a new show. Like you can do a similar thing, you know. Yeah,
1: well, unless it's like uh. Uh, iconic show like the yeah. Tonight Show, yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like the same host is going to be on there for life, yeah. And it's a a weekly. Well, I mean, I guess that shows a uh, nightly, but yeah. it's like a staple thing. You know what I mean? But you can't do the David Letterman show and then just call it the Jay Leno show. Yeah. You got to have like okay, a fifty year host of the Tonight Show, yeah. and then a fifty year host again. Like uh, like Jimmy Fallon's hopefully going to make it to uh jay leno style where he's been behind that disc
0: how long has he been doing it you know
1: jimmy fallon yeah uh it's been a
0: while now hasn't it
1: i'd like to say around five years probably yeah but i'm just throwing that out there right. I have nothing to base it um, off of except yeah. i'm old enough right.
0: now that i don't know like i turn you know when you think of movies like five years old and you found out it's like 20 years old yeah you oh, know because yeah. i remember watching him on snl like when he was just started you know
1: yeah like i
0: pretty much saw his whole career on SNL. and i love
1: jimmy fallon on snl i feel like that was probably like one of his big highlights of his career as far as uh, showing his personality because one of my favorite things about jimmy fallon in those sketches is that he would have a hard ass time keeping it together like the other comics yeah. and other actors and shit would get him cracking up and breaking characters <laughs> yeah. so much on that show. like. Uh, yeah, he did uh, that a lot. One that stands out to me. You ever seen that old sketch with uh, Will Ferrell and the hot tub? Yeah, I knew you were going to yeah. say that one. Yeah. <laughs> The hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon did not know what to do, man. Yeah. And it's like I think it was like a Drew Barrymore cameo and shit, and he's just losing yeah. It. I can't. Yeah,
0: yeah, that sounds right. I can't yeah. remember for sure who was in it, but I knew that we. I knew he did the hot tub sketch, oh, and yeah, uh, uh, he was laughing. He was <laughs> laughing his ass off during it cause he
1: I think Will Ferrell could make. Uh, Just about anybody cracking his. Oh
0: my god, yeah, and the way. Except him, he never cracks. Yeah, he (laughs) he will keep the same face no matter how ridiculous it is what he's saying.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I like because if I like, I'm I'm pretty good at that. But like, if I tell you a joke and you laugh too hard at it, if you laugh the way he laughs at it, I'm gonna laugh too. Like I can't. Yeah. I'm gonna well, probably hard if laugh harder. Well,
1: interjects him. something, you know not Yeah, it's like it's hard for people to.
0: But like, yeah, he will just be playing the most ridiculous, especially on SNL. You know, just oh, the yeah. most ridiculous role, doing the most ridiculous thing, and he still doesn't doesn't break in the slightest. Oh yeah, you know? He's no matter that guy until no matter how off. much everybody else has given up on it and is just la- cracking up. Yeah, he just. Keeps the same ridiculous exposure, <laughs> you
1: know, uh, composure. That's you like it? Yeah, I do. You may have lost mine. My... I had it at some point. Oh, I have it. Oh, there we go. I found it. It was in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I uh. Yeah. I just hit it again, barely. I hate how uh, <laughs> I had to get you a fucking ice pack after this. I didn't get it that bad <laughs> this time. We're in the fridge, but we'll get extra ice packs for the freezer side of this uh i i kind of hate that now there's like a negative connotation to snl because i'm a huge fan of saturday night live and like yeah sure you can make your opinions that saturday night live has gone downhill it has <laughs> spoiler alert but there's still so much value to it especially for comedians and people trying to like come up and in, in comedy yeah. and and the sketches you know there might be a fine line they're trying to walk because it's really hard to do politically correct TV comedy in an age where all comedy is on the internet and you can say whatever the fuck you want anytime like yeah. Town's one of the number one podcasts right now you ever heard that shit Town. No Yeah, bro, but what, I'm, about, I'm of, going to now <laughs> it's one of the number one podcasts going on right now and it's like that goes to show you if you look at the views of Town versus the views of NBC Nightly News and they're fucking killing them it's like people if you're going to try to put comedy on NBC SNL, <laughs> you're competing with Come Town. Like, yeah. you know? So it's hard it's hard to try to uh, to walk that line especially you know, yeah. with that cancel culture and everyone being offended and not wanting to do this and that. But they're still doing it and that, that should be respected and valued. Like yeah. I would love well, to be on SNL even though I prefer to do shit like this where you can say cunt all you want but <laughs> I think, there's a value to yeah. that TV comedy still
0: and I, I think uh, I think it's probably growing pains if anything like SNL's been around for a long time and at this point it would take a lot for it to stop oh, you know yeah, yeah. right so I, like I it, think it's gonna go on and I, I I think you know like they'll figure it out you know and things will get kinda I don't know I think it'll come back to it's full glory at some point
1: I sure hope so, because I mean Saturday Night Live has been influential on in so many people's yeah. dreams, so many people's careers. Uh, but I don't know if it's gonna come back the way it is because other yeah. shows like uh, the Conan O'Brien thing, right? He did uh, the a nightly show. Uh, I think it was a Tonight Show, right? Yeah, Tonight right? Show, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he went to uh, Conan. Right? Yeah. On on a cable network and was doing his own thing. And then he started Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan, a podcast, right? And his podcast blew that show out of the water right away. Yeah. And he doesn't have to have a whole building of people in an expensive city running the show. He just can do it at his desk. You know what I mean? And still is able to bring in the same amount of fans, the same amount of audience so that he can fulfill his avenues in Hollywood or whatever he's trying to do with his career without having to be attached to the TV, I think there's definitely a value to that. So it makes it hard to see a future where SNL is its former glory, no matter how much I want it to be. It seems like SNL would be the best if they did like SNL on Saturday and on Sunday you could see all the cutting room floor takes on Patreon. Where people are saying what they really wanted to in the sketches. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's always going to have have its
0: place, you know. And this is, I mean, there's always a place for clean comedy anyways. If there's a place oh, yeah. for clean comedy, then why not? I love you know, clean comedy. Politically correct comedy, yeah. It's hard to do I, it well, though. I am not a clean comic, but I want to be. Is part okay. of my uh, career goals. Yeah, that's a good aspiration. Because I, I don't think I'm ever going to get to Netflix. You know, I don't like it. You know, or anywhere near that. You know, just kind of threw that up as a random example. Yeah. But, well, you're like, you're young. My hope
1: career, I won't say that yet, but yeah. obviously make small
0: goals to reach larger goals. You know. Yeah. My 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 hope is to get to a point where I can just tour and do corporate shows.
1: Okay. Because you can make pretty you good want money. You make off a that. living off comedy. Yeah, and that's uh, the main goal. Yeah,
0: and the easiest way to do that is with clean comedy, okay. because a lot of corporate places are a lot more like they're not likely to take you on if you're like you know Anthony Cheselnick. You well, know. if you're
1: clean and funny, you can work anywhere. If you're dirty yeah. and funny, you can only work places that are dirty. You can yeah. work dirty places if you're clean. You just have to be funny enough to be able to carry a crowd that will also yeah. hear dirty jokes as a clean comic, which people like Gaffigan can fucking do that. It's just extremely rare. That's why that's the only name we've been saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, not that there's you know. not other clean comics, but even uh, the cleanest comics have started out doing writing everything dirty not dirty and then picked their lane like i think it takes a long time in comedy to find your voice and i don't think we're nearing that no you know you do hundreds of open mics hundreds of shows and then you start getting a rhythm where you're like okay every time i like this 10 minutes that i did that stands out from the rest of the shit i've been working on it sounds like this and then after you've done it for a few years you get multiple of those built up where you're like my favorite one is similar to my other favorite one because of this and then you start honing in on what that voice is but you can only do that from like a mass pool of information if yeah. you've only done 50 shows you don't have that mass pool you know yeah what I mean?
0: and i don't think i've even done 50 shows yet
1: you know yeah well, it takes open mics yeah. if you start doing three a week You'll have fucking over fifty shows by the end of the summer. So honestly, if you think about it, uh,
0: it, was I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about it. Like it's almost easier to just become a do- to get a doctorate, <laughs> like yeah. than well, to, to make it route. in comedy. There's if, a set yeah,
1: route to do that.
0: If you look at the amount of time that it takes, I mean, the cost is obviously different because at least you can make some amount of money in comedy, you know, rather than just borrowing as much as you possibly can you know and going into debt to do it you know that's about but like it'll take you like if you want to make it somewhere big in comedy like it's going to be
1: seven years at least yeah and that's fast well there's no guarantees in. yeah you can think you're funny all you want and all your friends can think you're funny and you know even a select comedy scene can build you up and say this guy's funny that's no sure sure thing that you're going to succeed if you borrow all that money to go to medical school, even if you're not the best doctor and you're the bottom of your class, you're still getting a job at the end of that shit that's gonna be better than what you had before. Yeah. That's not the case in comedy. Yeah. There's people who've done comedy 10 years that they're still gonna get the same gas station job you know, because they've put all their life into comedy, but if the comedy doesn't pop for them ever into do a bigger thing than their career, then it still is just a, has to be a side thing because it's so hard to make money in comedy yeah comedy is one of the lowest paid things as far as uh, like the startings of it and then if you get that one percent of fame it's super high paying yeah but you even can get acting there. you have commercials you have plays you got all these avenues on the way up that you could be a working actor you could be a working dancer but to be a working comedian and not have your own draw your own audience of people to pack clubs good fucking luck yeah know? I'm
0: glad we're doing it in this time now because this is a really good time with, uh, technology, you know, like social media and everything to, uh, kind of get, get something, get something working, you know? Yeah. So if you think about it, if we were doing this like 20 years ago, like it's just hitting the streets. Like that's all you can do. You can yeah. make phone calls, you know, and send out, send out your videos, touring. you know,
1: that's the only way people from other cities would ever see. Touring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now, theoretically, you know, you could, you could start right now and just go viral the next day, you know,
1: potentially. Yeah, as know. far as, like, being able to put your shit out there on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, there's a pitfall to that, though, too. You develop too much uh, draw from the internet. You see that with people that get deals from the internet, and they're like, oh, okay, come do this show. I saw your video, you're funny. Well, that video's 30 seconds long you put that guy in front of a bunch of people for 10 minutes and if he keeps him going for 10 minutes, cool. Yeah. But if he doesn't, he just blew a shot and sometimes you only get one shot. Yeah. So there's a, there's a downfall to that because I've seen a lot of people uh, get encouragement from social media and from the internet, but then also get immediate discouragement because you bite off something that's bigger than, than what you can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even, If I I feel like I have a certain amount of time of comedy that I can perform, right? Like, oh, I got 30 minutes, you know? And then if I cut that down to, like, what I think's good, it'd maybe be, like, 15, 20 minutes. And then what will work anywhere, as far as, like, my experience is maybe five. Yeah. But if I'm only getting 30 seconds is what they're booking me on because they see these videos on the internet, and then I show up and they book me for 30 minutes and only five of it makes people laugh, that motherfucker will never book me again. And he's going to tell his friends not to, too. Yeah. you know. So you still have to do the old school craft behind it, even yeah. though now there's more opportunities to pop. So I think there's a weariness to that, though, too, is you don't want to get attention that you're not ready for, too. Because yeah. can discourage you. Then you'll think, oh, why am I even doing this, this and that, when it's not supposed to be a race to the big show. It's hone your craft. Once your craft's there, hopefully you get a big show. But if you get a big show and you don't have the material, you're never gonna get one again.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the they're two completely different mediums, you know, too. Because I can get all kinds. I mean, like I could do. You could write a sketch, you know, and if if you you know you work on that sketch like a ten minute sketch, right? Yeah. And you shoot the video, you get it done. I, I would say that would probably be a lot easier than writing 10 minutes of stand-up and doing that whole video because if especially if you want that whole 10 minutes to kill
1: and you know then you got one there's a lot of a lot of differences in the the performance aspect of it to get 10 minutes of stand-up you can't just write out words that will last 10 minutes yeah is what you're doing with a sketch i mean you want the sketch to be funny but it's a story. Yeah, you know you're telling a thing, and then it hits or it misses. Ten minutes of stand up, you're telling so many things. Like if you're even just trying to get three laughs per minute, that's yeah. ninety. And if you're if you're editing it, then uh,
0: then that's you know because that's what you you know you're doing too. If you're gonna shoot a ten minute video, you're gonna edit it. You're not just, you know, you probably shot like twenty minutes yeah. or more, you know, yeah. and then cut it down to ten. Uh, but you can't really do that in stand up. Yeah, you know you can do that for your stuff on social media. You can cut out the best parts, yeah. you know, and put them all together and make a good looking video that'll do well. Yeah, but that's not gonna that's not gonna get you. It's not it doesn't work live. Yeah, it doesn't work yeah, live, you can't you have, it live. You have to be killing pretty much the whole time. I mean, you can fumble a little bit. You know, you can make mistakes. Yeah, but if you, you lose know,
1: audience, you got to get them right back. Or yeah, else you fucking lost them for the rest of the set. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, and then you uh, also can't front load too much and put all your best jokes in the beginning because then once you lose them, you got nothing to bring them back. And then you just, that's the end of the fucking road. Yeah. Which is why it's hard for uh, people who get success off of a, a one minute or a three minute or even a five minute set to a booker on the internet who then books them for a longer period of time, like 15, 20 minutes. And then they show up thinking, oh, okay, well. I'll just put my five minutes that they know kills at the beginning. Well, then what the hell are you gonna do for twenty more minutes? But yeah. <laughs> you know, pander. Yeah, because like, you got to start strong and you have to
0: finish stronger. But if you're gonna finish strong, you can't. If you've lost the audience, it's really hard to yeah. finish strong. Oh, yeah. Like, like no matter how good that joke is, by that time it's just you know you. They've lost faith in you. You may have, you probably
1: lost faith in yourself.
0: Oh, yeah, in different rooms, like different stuff, in different
1: areas, like different stuff. So if you really got 20 minutes to do, you have to have 40, right? Yeah. Because 20 minutes in Iowa is different than 20 minutes in Florida. Yeah. Right? So if you're going to get booked for it, you got to be able Uh. to swap it out if that room's not feeling it. And if you only got 20 minutes, you ain't swapping out shit Uh. because you got to fill 20 minutes. I'm only doing open mics, and I still find it tricky.
0: Like I want to know exactly how long I have, yeah. And then like, because if they laugh, you don't have as much time. If you're bombing, pause
1: for them to laugh. That way, it doesn't cut off your reaction.
0: If you're, you know, if you're not doing that well, you can go through that five minutes of material you have prepared in three minutes, or you know, two if you're like freaking out and like, you know, if you get nervous, talking too fast. you know, which, you know, is definitely a thing. I've definitely done that.
1: Oh, yeah, I've done that too, and I've seen uh, tons of other comics do it too. It's, it's like, a thing.
0: You know, I had like four minutes prepared, and then it came all out in two minutes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. um, you know, that was my second show. <laughs> He's like, well, that was fast. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I didn't realize it was fast.
1: Uh, you, you said that before, haven't you? Yeah, I have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just giving you shit. Set it, eh?
0: I've said it on stage, so. <laughs>
1: How long? have you been on this fucking puppy? Yeah, we're a little over forty minutes. All right. Nice. I uh, I I, in true fridge friends fashion, this show's gone just a uh, conversation style, you know, and, and uh, just a conversation between friends in the fridge. But I always like to give people on the show opportunity to promote themselves, social media, whatever they got uh coming up. Looking forward to. Uh, and just where can people find
0: your shit, Nick? Nick Jensen Comedy. I'm trying to expand my that's social media. so I'm, Nick Jensen Comedy. Yeah, I'm on TikTok now. Okay. I'm on Instagram. Haven't done much with it, but I'm working on that. And it's Nick and Jensen,
1: uh, just all one word on all of them.
0: Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. TikTok, Instagram. I, I just started doing TikTok. I'm like okay. an old man when it comes to social media. I know Facebook and that's it. So, I'm doing Facebook Reels, but I earned 80 cents and then got demonetized. Oh,
1: so. yeah. I got... I recently got demonetized. Yeah. We talked about this. Uh, Zuckerberg doesn't like it when you make anti-police posts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, what did you get demonetized for? Uh,
0: somebody was going off about uh, how irritated they were by, uh, by Pride Month. Uh. And so, I was actually defending Pride Month. And... Uh, I'm not going to say it here exactly what I said. Cause I didn't real, I didn't think that I was crossing any lines, but I guess in hindsight it was a little graphic.
1: Uh, uh, vulgar but basically I shit. said
0: certain things have never happened to straight people just for being straight. And therefore there's really not a reason we need something like a straight pride month. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh, um, so
1: you're arguing with somebody who was in favor of straight pride. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah uh i've
1: heard the argument before you know and it, like it not word to the wise bud. people with that type of mentality yeah. not deserve your words
0: yeah and so now i'm trying not to argue on facebook anymore but that's been such a big hobby of mine mm. you know it's fine I, uh I, i've been really proud of myself too because uh, i i uh, scrapped my old facebook and made a new one and I've, that's my second warning. I've only gotten two warnings. Yeah. Whereas last year, uh, in January, or by or no, it was by February. I'd ar- I'd already been in like twice. Yeah, or, like the Facebook first few months, I'd been arguments. in in Facebook jail gotta, more than that. You got to
1: think it. about that, man. Now that you're a content creator.
0: I know, I know. So now, now I'm just trying to resist them all. Uh, I'm doing. I've made progress. I have, apparently am not doing it cold turkey.
1: I'll give you a hint. I know you're not going to get any arguments on there because that's not a feature. But TikTok is more strict than any other platform I've been on Good as enough. far as taking down videos for shit. All right. Yeah, they they got a strong filter on there. I think it's probably because they have a high presence of underage people on there. That They're makes sense. geared towards the youth. So I get that. They don't want people being inappropriate on there. It makes sense to me. There's like no guns allowed, stuff like that. Uh, so their filter is strong on there. But if you're getting in trouble for arguing with people, that's more of a Facebook, Twitter thing anyway. So if you want to keep doing that, but you want to keep your Facebook monetized, fucking make a Twitter. Elon just bought that bitch. You can yeah. say whatever you want, buddy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, I've played with Twitter but I've never really used it but i that's that's another one that I like I said man I'm, a, I'm an old man when it it's hard to, to
1: get any followers on there but it's fun yeah. to argue with people on there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh I, I think I I should probably the whole reason I scrapped my Facebook is cuz i it contained like 12 years of outdated opinions and yeah, I didn't want to yeah. get in trouble. I didn't want to get canceled one day for some shit that I didn't even, in didn't even believe in anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you're um, in your early
1: twenties and you're fucking, yeah. <laughs> completely different look on life.
0: So, so it's like, if I'm going to follow a career that could potentially put me in the public eye, that that's the idea of it. Yeah. Then I should probably clean up that shit and be very careful. I post a couple political things, but I keep it pretty light for the most part. Okay. And most of the time, my, uh, my, The way I look at it is most people, whatever their political opinions are, most people are just trying to make the right decision. Yeah, what they think is right. Even if you assume that I'm right on 100% of everything, then it's worse than what they're guilty of is an error of judgment, right? Yeah. And that's if I'm 100% right on everything, which I'm definitely not. Yeah, nobody is. Yeah. Yeah. So... I try to be pretty light when it comes to, uh, anything political. And I, I don't really, that's why I don't do political jokes either. Yeah. Um, I mean, I enjoy political jokes, but for the most part, they're also kind of like my least favorite category, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Cause even, even, even if I agree with you, like I just, I don't find it as fun. I feel like you're just telling me what I believe 90% of the time, Yeah. you know? Uh, sometimes, you know, it, you know, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, I don't do a lot of political jokes either. I just feel, I mean, sometimes inadvertently I end up doing it, though. I recently wrote a school shooting bit. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't because I was like, I want to write a school shooting bit, you know? Yeah. When you tell somebody I'm about to do a school shooter joke, too, they're like, oh, okay, everyone has an original take on this. But for me, the reason it came to fruition was just because of a funny story that happened to me that happened to be... On the weekend after the largest school shooting in American history, and then oh, yeah. had to do with guns and stuff like that, so it was just more of a, a joke about that experience for me than it was a school shooting joke. But if you're gonna categorize it, that's what it'd be categorized. So inadvertently, I think if you're trying to find the funny and everything, you'll end up with some political shit here and there because yeah. that's a po- politicized issue. But I feel like any party would listen to that joke and see the funny parts in the same way because I'm not trying to make a point by it. (laughs) It's just a story, you know.
0: I like, uh, I like the political jokes that are too ridiculous to be taken seriously. Yeah. I can't remember this guy's name, but I saw him like on... Like
1: Theo Vaughn's gay joke where he's like, my cousin got bit by a gay guy, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that kind <laughs> of... It's, kinda, like, so ridiculous. That kind of shit, That like... even the homophobes are like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like... I,
0: I don't, I don't have this posted on, uh, anything social media yet, but, uh, you've heard the... The, uh, the I've been on my fo- the phone with my dad a lot lately, that joke.
1: Yeah, let's uh, hear it for the listeners. Right. Yeah, you don't yeah. Mind?
0: So, uh, I've been on the phone with my dad a lot lately, and uh, I finally decided it was time to tell him that I'm gay. I'm not, but I really need him to stop calling me. <laughs> and if he calls one more time, I'm bringing home Daquan for dinner. <laughs> That's probably the most political joke I've ever written, so
1: but inadvertently it's more about your dad yeah that's why it's fucking right yeah too. it's because even people who are like on the fence about that view politically could be like yeah but i'd say that shit to my dad yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, yeah but it's been fucking a hell of a lot of fun having you on the show uh
0: shit can i plug one more thing anything, anything you want yeah, yeah of course, yeah. uh so my friend recently uh had a, uh, her husband Went to the hospital, and uh, he's waiting for a liver transplant at this oh. point. So he's not able to work. So, uh, Damn, man. They have a GoFundMe, and I told her uh, I told her that I would uh, bring it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can I put the link in the description? That's something I can uh, do, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to be doing that tonight, though. I hate yeah. the podcast. Oh, yeah, I know say, you're good. If you yeah. want to say to them how they could find that information to help this guy out, because obviously you need some help. Uh, and then if you want to relate to me, the link I'll throw it in the comments in, when I upload this podcast. Cool.
0: Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The uh, the GoFundMe is called uh, Give Brandon uh, Give Brandon a Chance to Fight. It's uh, organized by Nakea Perza and it's on behalf of uh, Brandon Wynne. Okay. Um, Brandon so, Wynne. Yeah. W Y N E. Okay. Um, so uh, he's they're trying to get him on disability, but uh, if anybody knows anything about that, that's not an easy thing to do and yeah, takes well, a lot of time
1: time even if he does end up getting that he's got all these expenses and is unable to work yeah of a medical condition it's kind of a big flaw in the fucking american system yeah so let's get this guy some help man if you guys got an opportunity to help uh or if you want to help somebody out uh, i'll put the link in the description and you can go find that on gofundme uh if there's anything that uh this podcast could ever do to help people i'm always down for that because uh fridge friends is all about sharing the love uh thanks for tuning in if you got any questions comments you want to be on the show email me at fridge friends podcast at gmail.com follow me on all the social medias jake martin comedy uh to jake on tiktok fridge friends also has a tiktok and a youtube channel but if you just Go to any of my social medias. I have a link tree on there and you can find more about this show, more ways to follow us, subscribe, share with your friends, so we get more friends in the fridge. We're just a couple of friends inside a refrigerator. Friends in the fridge.